What's up, everybody? This is the first episode of the Well Podcast. Um, is anything we're doing? We're just we're we're doing a thing. It's yeah, a we're thing trying we're to trying to find more ways to reach out to you guys, kind of spread the media platform a little bit. Just did a good thing. <laughs> I don't regret the good thing that I did. And you're wondering, <laughs> okay, I'm done with that. Um. So today, what are we? What are we talking about, Anthony? Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, loneliness, fear, uh, what, and death, right? Yeah, it's going to be a really, uh, <laughs> really <laughs> high spirited <laughs> talk that we're going to be going on. Um, uh, it's probably awful. I'm not going to like listening to that later. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple, gosh, I don't even know how long it was ago. Um, we asked you guys to write like topics down on a piece of paper or on pieces of paper, right? And then yeah, put in a hat and then we, we wrote them down on another piece of paper. Mm-hmm. That was back in January, January, like right before I started and you started. That was when January we- last year. No, this year, this year. Yeah. 2020? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was when Luann was still kind of running the show, and we were trying to figure out the direction of use, and that was before me and you took over. Regardless, regardless, um, I'm going to give you a little more oomph. A little oomph? Yeah. Some a little bit farther away. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Um, Regardless, we have like a whole list of things that, um, excuse me. Oh, biology. We had biology for lunch earlier and it is like all up there. Uh, a list of, of topics that you wanted us to talk about. Um, and we kind of like took a couple of those things kind of like going along with um, how we've been structuring our lessons on Wednesdays previously and just kind of going along with um, all these things that the whole coronavirus uh, pandemic is making us all feel um, on a personal local and global um scale and fear and loneliness i think are definitely two huge ones as well as just the um the reality of death Mm -hmm. uh in it it's just it's yeah it's um it's a lot (laughs) it's it's heavy but it's reality i mean it's kind of something that we've all had to deal with at one point or are dealing with yeah it's weird. I'm like, I'm like, kind of like hunched a little bit. Yeah. Um, I guess I could like move this. Yeah, just relax, dude. Just like kick just, it a little bit. Just kick it, bro. Yeah, there you go. Do the leg thing. Yeah, yeah. like doing the the cross yeah. leg. Maybe I should put my my other leg toward you. Just, that just kind of feels weird. <laughs> Symmetrical. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah. So we're gonna kind of start with, um, on this talk of fear and loneliness. Um, we're going to kind of start with outlining, um, a little bit of the life of Elijah or not even, I guess his whole life, but just a, a small section, a teeny little section of it. And, um, there was a time in a lot, whoops, I hit the mic in Elijah's life where he was, um, he's a prophet of God's. And there was a time where, 
um, there's a king named Arab and a queen, his queen uh, Jezebel, and they were making the people of Israel and pretty much everywhere uh, worship this god, um, this false god called uh, Baal. And anyone who did not worship Baal would be killed or tortured. Um, anyone who worshiped the, the one true God um, would be put to death or tortured. Um, so, like, trying to escape this and, like, not really knowing what to do. There's other, there's other parts to it, but... Um, I'm just kind of going to give like a, a little brief um, section of it um, from 1 Kings chapter 19, uh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, now, Arab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done now and how he had killed all the prophets with a sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like it, that, like that was one of them. Like that of one of them, sorry. Uh, Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went to a day's journey in the desert. He came to a broom tree, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under a tree and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head there was a cake of bread baked over hot coals in a jar of water. He ate and drank and then laid down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by the food, he traveled forty days and forty nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. And it's like... I kind of wanted to outline that because of just that part, you know, um, I think one of the things that's kind of universal that we've all kind of been experiencing with this, um, stay at home thing is we've all been kind of, (laughs) we've been for the most part, really, really close to our loved ones. Um, like to the point where like, sure, you know, before all this happened, you know, we would go to school, mm-hmm. uh, you and I would go to work, you yep. know, um, and like we, we would see our loved ones like, you know, at the end of the day for like a couple hours mm-hmm. and then the next morning, but now it's like so much time is being spent together to the point where it's like, it's just overwhelming. Yeah. And well, I mean, even even not spending time with other loved ones like mm-hmm. your friends, you know, yeah, that's another big one too. Yeah. There's a lot of like, <laughs> we're spending too much time with some people and not enough with other people. Yeah. So we're like getting worn out and, um, boredom is also, you know, a huge factor and it's like yeah. really setting in a lot and it's creating, um, a lot of problems and, like there's just a lot of stress and anxiety and frustration and a lot of us, you know, um, like, I mean, there, there are people that I know that like, you know, their relationships 
are are suffering their marriages mm-hmm. are suffering because of this and it's just there's so much going yeah. on it's so overwhelming and it's just like wrecking people from the inside and yeah. i feel like um and this may or may not be true uh for some of us but just that revelation of just you know saying you know, Elijah's, you know, in this place, he's stressed out. He's running for his life. And he's like, God, I don't want to live anymore. You know, yeah. I'd just rather be done. And, um, <laughs> and we, we did talk a little bit before we started this podcast. You know, a lot of us, I feel like people, people your age and my age, um, especially like with the creation of social media, and bullying, not just in person, but also online. A lot of us um, have, you know, contemplated, if not attempted, suicide at least once. Yeah. And, or like thought, or even, even, not even <clears throat> just like, not even thought about like, I'm going to kill myself, but like, people have like, even the thought of just, you know, maybe people would be better off if I wasn't here. Yeah, no, maybe, exactly. Maybe, maybe things in general would be better off if mm-hmm. I wasn't here. Maybe I would be happier yeah. if I could just shut it all away. Mm-hmm. Or, and I think that's even like another thing, you know, people talk about, sorry, I'm just kind of rambling. No, go for it, man. Um, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they, they, they have this, this want to not live. Mm-hmm. So they kind of put themselves in this position where they use substances, they do drugs to kind of shut it all away and to mm-hmm. numb it. Uh, they drink their problems away. They like turn to, to unhealthy sources and habits to not essentially not die, but in a way to become dead, mm-hmm. to become to feel numb. numb. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just kind of a point where Elijah reached where that fear and that loneliness of like, you know, he was on his own. Yeah. You know I mean? He, I mean, <laughs> Elijah was a gangster. He killed people. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's another story for another day. That's if you want to know more about that, read the other chapters of, uh, first Kings, um, probably like 17 and 18 to get better exposition on, uh, what that's like. And then even DM the well Instagram page and talk to us about that. Um, if you have questions about, you know, just what went on with Elijah, but mm-hmm. he was alone and he was afraid and it just kind of like all weighed down on him. But when he prayed to God and said, God, just take my life away, just end it, please he had a nap, (laughs) you know, he had a nap. He kind of like, he went on pause. He might not have intended on taking a nap, but he took a nap and then God sent an angel down and fed him. And a lot of times I'm not trying to make it seem like, you know, our problems are not as heavy as they are because, you know, everyone has their own things that they deal with. Mm -hmm. But a lot, there's so many times where, we're like, God, I'm just so overwhelmed. I just don't even want to deal with this anymore in any way I can. You know, I'm just, I'm ready to end my life. I'm ready to turn to drugs or to, you know, alcohol or whatever it may be to kind of numb myself, to get rid of these feelings of fear and loneliness yeah. and pain to, you know, 
Um, yeah, there's just like so many different different ways that we'll go down that road, and then God's like, "Yo, like, literally, I've got you. Mm-hmm. Literally, just hit pause and let me take care of it for a yeah. sec, and I'll got you." You know, and you know, just sending. <laughs> he sent an angel down to give him food and water so much of it that he could travel through the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. Like he didn't just, you know, have Elijah's back just like once, you know, for one meal, like he sustained him. God sustains. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's a really important thing to remember from, from that little chunk of scripture. That's not even the whole chapter of, uh, first Kings chapter 19, that's just eight verses. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I was just kind of thinking about like, even it's, it's nice to have like friends that will, will guide you back onto that track. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the perfect example is obviously three weeks ago when we just got done doing the youth live and someone texted me and I had that like mental breakdown, Mm -hmm. you know, where I just was bottling up so much throughout that week and everything just felt so stacked onto me where it was to that point where like it was that breaking point. And then like, luckily I was around you and then you were the one that kind of like, you're like, no man, like, you know, just guided me back on that path, Mm -hmm. you know? And then like after that, like I've noticed that like, I started doing other habits and and stuff like that of being more positive and trying to, you know, not bottle it in and, and look at things differently, yeah. you know, and that's, that's helped me a lot, yeah. you know, and, and giving that up to, to God, you know, and, and, and talking to him, you know, it's kind of weird, you know, but I mean, to grow that habit of doing that is a big thing. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> especially, <laughs> This this might this might sound sexist, and I really don't mean it to. Um, but I think, like as guys, I think there's a huge. Uh, a lot of girls deal with this too, um, but it's definitely like a cultural thing with guys, which is super weird. We're really encouraged not to let people know that we're feeling things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's like again. It's shifting to where, um, you know, again, a lot of girls deal with this too. Like, I'm not discounting anybody, but we're taught to not feel things, to not let people know that we're feeling things. I mean, even, you know, in Frozen, you know, Elsa's like, conceal, don't feel. Um, And given that's a, at surface level, that's about her powers, right? But it's also about, you know, I think it goes deeper than that, but that's, we'll talk about frozen philosophy <laughs> another day. Um, but we're so encouraged to keep things in and it's just the ex- the absolute opposite of what we should do. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, even, you know, recently I've dealt with, um, you know, experiences in myself and, you know with people around me where, you know, things will get bottled in and it'll just build and build and build and build and build. And, you know, we'll, we'll go, I will go day by day saying like, Oh yeah, like I can, you know, handle it. Like it's not a big deal. 
you know, keep it kind of, you know, pushed back. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end, like at the end of it, when it's all said and done, it just kind of really stacks up mm-hmm. and it just falls apart. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have a really bad habit of putting my foot in my mouth, um, saying things either in a way that I don't even realize is hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually is hurtful or just like being completely just heartless and careless and just saying something mean just because I'm upset or hurt. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm the same way. And it's just, it's, it's brutal and like fear and loneliness, um, and anxiety, like all the things that stem from fear. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I, I feel like fear is, is a huge is a huge catalyst that ends up producing a lot of a lot of really bad feelings, like a lot of negative feelings, like anger mm-hmm. and um, sadness and anxiety and even rash decision making. A lot of that will come from fear. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I think that was my point, but I kind of worded it in a way that it sounded like I was going to say more. Um, but do you have anything to tack on to that? Um, not really. You want to kind of just jump on to the other stuff that we kind of wanted to yeah. talk about? Or? Yeah. Are we talking about the next topic? Or next, next topic, bro. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, so we talked about fear, uh, loneliness, and the next – the. The other thing that was on that list of, of topics that you guys gave us was, um, was death. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really awful because with this, with this coronavirus, it is just, it is gnarly how much damage it is doing to people. Um, and that's why we're all home. That's why we're all, you know, that's why th- things are, are the way that they are because it kills people. And it's, it's crazy even seeing today, like people oh, out protesting stay at home orders, like all bunching together and like not wearing masks, not being safe. And it, it, it's really unfortunate because as much as I don't want to think about it, people are going to die because of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just, it just sucks. But, um, (sighs) yeah, I'm not sure if the topic that you guys wanted us to talk about on death was like about, you know, what happens after death, like the afterlife or like how uh, we should react to death or, um, there's a whole lot of different lenses to, look at it with, but right now I'm going to kind of dive into, um, the story of Lazarus, Lazarus and Jesus, because I feel like this, um, this story is such a ridiculously, um, enlightening moment because Jesus was a hundred percent man and a hundred percent God. And this really shows just how human. Yeah. Jesus was. It was John chapter 11, by the yes, way. Yes, yes. Yeah. John chapter 11. Mm-hmm. Um, starting from verse 1, we're just going to go straight through. 
uh, all the way until verse 44. Um, reads, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who per poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, The sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now, remember this, because because Jesus already knows. Jesus already knows that this it will not bring death. It, this sickness will not result in Lazarus's death. Um, God's going to be glorified through his son, through this. Jesus knows this already. I'm going to keep reading. Uh, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you are going back there. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble, for he sees this by this world's light. It is when he walks by night that he stumbles, for he has no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So he said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for that sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. Let us now go to but let us go to him. Then Thomas, called Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, Let us go also, that we may die with him. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. So when Jesus heard... So Sorry, I totally was going to go on a train <laughs> of thought, and then I was like, wait, no, that's probably not correct. Um... So he got there because I don't know how long it took them to travel to um, Judea. Um, anyway, Lazarus already been dead four days. He stinks, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've ever been around like if you have dogs or something and they ever killed a rabbit. Like after like the first like couple hours, it gets bad. Mm -hmm. Um not comparing Lazarus to an animal, but like dead bodies stink, dude. Like, and even with the embalming methods that they had, it, it, it gets gnarly real quick. Um, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them, uh, in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even I know that, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask for. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again on the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies and he and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And it's interesting because, you know, going back to uh, verse 4, 
Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory. So he's like, I think, I feel like the disciples, when they heard him say that and they get there and they're like, Lazarus is dead. And they're like, wait, didn't Jesus say that this sickness wouldn't end in his death? Like what, what is going on? Um, and then it gets, Jesus is talking about, you know, who he is, you know, and when we get to verse 25, you know, whoever lives, lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? When he's talking to Martha, the son of God who's come to the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now, Jesus had not yet entered the village, but he but it was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house uh, comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her were also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked, come and see, Lord, they replied. And Jesus wept. There it is. Yeah. And then, then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who have opened the eyes of the blind man kept this man from dying? And I feel like, you know, this is, this is one of those things there's, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, but <laughs> I like how you said, there it is. Um, <laughs> Jesus was so full of empathy. Um, cause when he saw like how troubled Mary was, he was, it says he was deeply moved and troubled. And then he wept and weeping, weeping is not like, just like, you know, like one, you know, one single tear. Yeah. Like a manly, a manly (laughs) Jesus tear. No, this is like, Jesus was like ugly crying, yo. Like it is like the mask air is like running down. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not that Jesus. No, no, no. no, I mean, obviously it's, but like, yeah, it was like, it was a bad cry. Like Mm -hmm. imagine like it's the hardcore, like. Oh, what was that movie with the dog? Marley and me? Yes. <laughs> that one. The one with the dog. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. No, right. it's <laughs> I mean, Pretty much any movie where the dog dies. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, but worse, you know. Or even, I mean, I guess it's more accurate, you know, if you ever... Spoiler had, alert. Dog dies. The dog dies. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess it's more accurate if you had a, a family member or someone close to you mm-hmm. uh, that died just... The point is, like, it says Jesus wept. I think we look over that because it's like, oh, it's the shortest verse in the Bible. But, like, Jesus wept. Like, mm-hmm. he was hard crying. Yeah. And I think that's important because I think when a lot of people think of God, I think they think, you know, he's just kind of. Um, because he's so powerful, he's calloused and because he's so powerful, he's out of touch. 
mm-hmm. um, that he lacks empathy. Yeah, and feeling. Well, it's like, and, and you look at all the the kind of the stuff like throughout this this passage, and it's just like, if you were here, my brother wouldn't have died. You know, and that that was told of what three times? Yeah. So far in this passage, you know, and it's like. I don't know. It's just kind of like this crazy thing where it's just like they just keep pushing him, pushing him, you know. And it, it really, I think, the cool thing about uh, chapter eleven, verse thirty-five, Jesus wept, is the verse right after it. Mm-hmm. Then the Jews said, "See how he loved him." Like he was crying, and he was so moved, and he was so hurt by the death of Lazarus that it was visibly painful. Yeah. Even the Jews who, as we learned previously, they tried stoning him. Mm-hmm. They were even like, holy moly, like, like he loved him so much. Yeah. I think that's really moving and powerful. And then it goes on where it says a third time, but some of them said, could he not who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? And then Jesus once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was came with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone. He said, I I love this because I feel like I feel, I, I feel like Jesus just like has that, like really like that dark shade, like over (laughs) his eyes, you know, just like, you know what I mean? Like the really dramatic, like yeah. just like really, you know, like sad, like really torn up, but like also at this point, you know, angry, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and assertive, and just going like take away the stone, like I know what I'm doing, and then but Lord Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad over, over there is a bad <laughs> odor. For he has been in there for four days. Like I said, dead bodies stink. Um, <laughs> and then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And this this is, this is so good because with the whole, you know, you know, if he could cure the blind man, why didn't he stop this man from dying? You know, like, I think that goes so well with the common thing that we hear so much today especially with things like the coronavirus where people will say if God's so good and God's so powerful and if God's real why did he allow this to happen Mm kind of like what Brooke talked about a couple weeks ago Um, if God is so powerful and if God is, if God loves us, why would he do this to us? Why would, why would the Holocaust happen? Why would nine 11 happen? Why would, you know, any of this happen? Mm -hmm. And like, yes, like there's a lot of bad things that happen. Um, and I think especially things like evil in the world, I, I'm going to say it. I hope I don't butcher this uh, in the words of pastor Erwin McManus. Um, he kind of talked about, he was confronted with this question and he talked about how 
in the beginning, in Genesis, it was man's choice to eat the fruit that brought evil into the world. Mm -hmm. And it is still man's choice today for those evil actions to happen. Because evil does not come from God. Evil is when we choose to stray away from God. Mm -hmm. And it is a it is a human thing. It is part of the human brokenness. And it is not it is something that God will not stop us from you know being alive and human yeah um but it is not his fault that we are evil um but going i kind of went on a tangent there maybe we should uh take a break Take a break. Take a break. Check the camera real quick. Okay. And then we'll come back and finish I hope, this I hope up. I still have my train of thought. Yeah, I'm sorry, bud. I didn't mean to ruin your tempo. I'm going to pause this. Yep. I just wanted to double. All um, right. Hey, so we're back. We are back. We are um, back, indeed. We had technical difficulties. We, uh, for, we forgot the cam- Well, we didn't. I. Casey doubted how long the camera was going to record, and I told him that it was going to max out at like 10 to 12 minutes, and it did. I thought it went for 30. Yeah. So, and we went, and we were talking for 33 minutes. But I hope you liked that uh, little graphic that we had up. Yeah. Um, during that. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a graphic, right? Yeah, we're going to have a graphic. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, um, But now we're back after that break. Um and we're talking about, I mean, it hasn't been very long for you guys. It's been, what, like half an hour for us? Yeah. Because um, we were running and grabbing stuff. And, um, yeah, we were just kind of running around mm-hmm. um, like chickens with our heads cut off. But we were talking about how people were saying that, you know, Jesus has done all these miracles. He healed a blind man. He you know, did all these things. Why couldn't he save his friend from dying? Cause they all saw how clearly moved, um, and hurt he was from Lazarus's death. Um, but they're like, why didn't, why didn't he save him? If he can do all these things, why didn't he save him from dying? And I, and the thing that we were talking about before we, we left was, you know, a lot of people, especially with this whole pandemic going on is, you know, saying if God's so powerful, if God's so good, excuse me, why is he allowing these things to happen? Mm-hmm. Why is he like, you know, not intervening? And then the thing that I think we finished on was me quoting, uh, pastor Irwin McManus and shout out pastor Irwin. What's up? Um, <laughs> is, is, um, evil does not come from God. Evil was a choice that man made. And since then evil, and everything that can come from evil, um, even these diseases, you know, um, it could be traced back to a human choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, even diseases like HIV and, you know, COVID-19 and the swine flu yep. and, 
the bird flu, every, all of these things can be traced back to a human decision. Um, and as we remembered before in this story, when we're pertaining to this story, um, Jesus said, where is it? 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 Um, 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 Looking at verse 40? No. Oh, I'm trying to find it. So it's before he says, um, our, La- our friend Lazarus is asleep and I'm going to wake him up. Um, oh, there we go. Jeez, I don't know why I couldn't find that before. Uh, verse 4. Yep. Uh, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God. It is for God's glory, so that Son's God may be God's Son may be glorified through it. And that's what God does. Um, I mean, you've heard me say it before, and I'll say it over and over and over again until hopefully I'll keep saying it until my last breath. Is God is a master at making beauty from ashes Mm -hmm. God is a master at taking something awful and making something beautiful out of it when the enemy thinks he's won God says okay but I'm going to move my rook and checkmate you know yep Um, there's totally someone skating outside the youth room shredded bro shredded bro Um, new kickflip right um so, yeah, I think that's like a great thing to be applied to both this story and our present situation and the fear and the loneliness and the despair that we're feeling from the situation and the death yeah. that it brings. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like even in verse 25, I think is a great point where it says, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? You know, like this is that's just huge. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you don't even need to explain it. Yeah, you know, it's like mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, oh, that just hits home. You know? Yeah, yeah. And like, it's it's funny. It's also funny to me because, like, people like Martha. And Mary and the disciples, you know, they, they follow Jesus around believing all these things this whole time. But if you read like after the resurrection, like when he, when Jesus died, when Jesus was crucified, they were like really upset. They thought mm-hmm. it was like over. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't believe it until like, I mean, especially was it, was it Thomas? I think didn't believe it until he put his yeah, hands in Jesus's wounds. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just so interesting to me that we will, there's a lot of times, I mean, I'm guilty of this too, where we trust Jesus. We trust God's plan until things get really hard. Yep. And then we're like, oh crap. Like it's, it's over game Mm -hmm. over. It's done. Like it's hopeless. I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm screwed, you know, like yada, yada, yada. And then like Jesus comes, you know, and reveals himself in the most beautiful way. 
and it's like, oh shoot, you know, was that what was that Rihanna song? You look so dumb right now. <laughs> you know, that's that's how I feel yeah. in those moments. Um, but gonna move on with this story, um, starting from verse thirty-eight. Jesus once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor. I did the same thing twice because he's been in there for four days because that body stank. Um, And Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Exactly what I just said. Like, like, yo, 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 what are you doing, Jesus? Like, like, chill. He's like, did did you, did I just ask you, do you believe that, you know, you'll never die if you believe in me? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, father, I thank you that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And that, that is where it comes in, where he said in verse four, for the glory of God, that God's son may be glorified. And it, it's so true. He's like, yeah, I knew that you were going to do this, God, but they needed to see it. They needed to see you work through this. I just think it's so cool. Um, when he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips and linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to him, take off the grave clothes and let him go. And it's, it's such a cool, a cool moment in history when all this happened, because this is right before Jesus was arrested, mm-hmm. like right before Jesus was arrested. And like, he proves to everyone, like he proves to everyone that he's no slouch, that he is the son of God, that he is powerful and that God is going to be glorified through him. And it's just wild because even he felt empathy, even he felt the pain of all this. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, as we were kind of talking about the anger of people kind of saying, you know, why didn't you help him? Why didn't you help him? Why didn't you help him? Why didn't you save him from dying? And it's, like he felt that frustration of people's incompetence and um and it's like oh yeah let me let me show you how great how great my god is let me show mm-hmm. you how great the father is yeah and how the power that i the son of god have you know what i mean and it's like it's just so powerful and so um the first word that came to mind was liberating um just kind of like i guess just comforting Mm -hmm. that yes he felt these things he felt compassion he felt sympathy and empathy but he was still like you know i got this yeah I mean, that's this, I don't know. It's this huge thing. Um, like to such an impactful story. I mean, in general, and I mean, just, yeah, exactly. All these people saying like, well, why didn't you help him? Why didn't you help him? Just 
so Jesus could show mm-hmm. them, you know, like, hey, like, this is the way, you know, I am the way, I am the truth, mm-hmm. I am the life. You, you know? said this is the way I thought of the Mandalorian, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah. Not, <laughs> not the, I am the way. Show me the way. Or is it the? I think it's this is the way. I'm talking about the the little red dude. Little red do you know the way? That's it. Oh, do, do you know the way? Do you know the way? <laughs> um, but yeah, I like what you were saying there. Sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt, interrupt you. It was just like a, it was like an ADHD moment. Yeah, no, it's all good. I mean, and then we we see we see God and Jesus like doing this all over the Bible. I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing. Like, I mean, like the whole, like walking on, on water story, you know, it's like, Peter, why did you doubt me? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why did you doubt me? Like, just trust me, you know? I think there's so many, I think the Peter one is really good because like literally, <laughs> literally it's like, you know, Peter's like flailing in the water once he begins to doubt and he's like freaking out. And Jesus is like, dude, like, come on now. Um, he's like, come on now. What you talking about Willis? <laughs> Sorry, I was getting a phone call on my watch real quick, but, um, he's like, come on now. Even with a boat, uh, when all the disciples are on the boat, he's like, come on. Yeah. Like you have little faith. Like guys, <laughs> and I think even now they're like kind of the point that I made earlier. There are so many things that we freak out about, even on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And God's like, dude, do you like? Do you not realize that I'm in control here? Yeah. Like, do you really think that these hard moments will last forever? Yeah, there are lots of things we go through in life, especially death, death of loved ones, death Mm of, um, death of, of, of parents, of brothers, of sisters, of, of cousins, of grandparents, grandparents, even, even deaths of, of, you know, lovers, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like it's, you know, in the past, gosh, in the past, um, year I've lost, you know, I've lost an ex I've lost, um, a gym buddy. Mm-hmm. We've lost pastor Jake. Like there's just yeah. so much. Um, I mean, even this last week I lost, um, a friend of mine, um, one of my really close friends, her, her brother, who is also a friend of mine, just, it was just so random and it's just such a harsh, uh, reality, but that happened at band practice on Friday Mm -hmm. night. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it, it is hard Mm -hmm. and it is a, huge weight to feel. Yeah. But it is something that we've, it is something that we still feel for a long time, but it is not a thing that can torment us forever. No. And it is even for those that have died, Mm -hmm. 
it is not even it is definitely not a thing that torments them forever no um because jesus is the resurrection and life Mm -hmm. the way the truth and the life and like he was our sacrifice he is what gives us life he is the living water and there is hope in that not only for those who are now with jesus but also for us who are mourning that loss yeah um yeah it's just it's it it doesn't last forever nothing no pain lasts forever and god if if anything god is the ultimate comforter um god is the ultimate um father figure that you can run to he is the best father that anyone could ask for you know and yeah at the end of the day god is comfort god is peace god is love and God does not leave us or forsake us. So I totally went on like a, I like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like no. I blacked out, You're but like good, I man. didn't. Well, that's a good thing. Please say something. I, I feel like I talked too much. No, dude, you're fine. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, it is a crazy thing and it's a crazy thing that we, we learn to, to live with. Like it doesn't, it doesn't get easier, but you just learn to live with it better. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big one. I mean, that's the big one that I've kind of came to terms with in the mm-hmm. past two years. And I mean, it it definitely hits me at moments. But um, yeah, I mean, like for you guys that don't know, I lost my dad two years ago. Um, but yeah, like it's it's just weird. Like I'll have like little moments, you know, here and there. But I mean, obviously, like looking at the the bigger picture, you know, it's like I'm, he, he's always going to be with me. I will see him again, you know, and that's a huge thing, you know. Um, and just just also just remaining positive in it is, is huge. Um, what was I going to say? It's kind of like lost my train of thought there. But, yeah, like um, just remaining positive in it and and looking at it as a good thing and not a bad thing, you know. Like I'm super fortunate of the way that my dad went out, you know. Yeah. Like I couldn't have asked – for a better way of him passing away kind of weird saying that but the way that he did and, and through his past like that was just the best way you know so like that, just coming to terms with all that you know it's huge it's a huge thing and this is probably i don't know i this is this is something that i'm just kind of thinking about um this might sound stupid like a lion king moment but i feel like especially with parents um, and especially, you know, uh, how close you were with your mm-hmm. dad. I feel like uh, those people, I mean, everyone, everyone are one way or another. We lost the camera again. Yep. So here's our little graphic one more time. <laughs> um, we're going to be closing here in just a mm-hmm. second too. Um, but just a closing thought is everyone, no matter what has a footprint on each other's lives. Even there are people that I have met once. Yeah. 
like at like a gas station mm-hmm. or something like that that I have never seen again. Yeah. There are people that I've met, um, like I've met people at concerts who have literally been. They have. I've had a conversation with with people with this one person at a concert, and they literally took these this this hard time that I was going through and completely turned around mm-hmm. and, and motivated me and inspired me. And yeah. it was a footprint that they left in my life that I will not forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, especially with, with, you know, your dad and you, um, like it sounds so stupid when I, when I say it like this, but like he, lives in you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there is a legacy in you that is very, very much reminiscent of, mm-hmm. of him. And I don't know. That's like, that's like one thing <clears throat> where it's really cool because you know, he's alive in heaven, you know, with Jesus, with, you know, our heavenly father, but he's also, alive in and through you. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, that's something that's really, really cool about, um, you know, despite the, the hard reality of not seeing someone again, um, whether it's from death or just, you know, paths cross once and never happen again. Um, but there are things that we carry with us and those people live through. And that's, that's a really beautiful thing. And I think that's another, another example of, of God taking something painful and hard Mm -hmm. and absolutely brutal and making something absolutely beautiful out of it. And... (laughs) Sorry. Yep. Um... Yeah, I just think that's I think that's incredible. I think that's absolutely great that God can literally take death and not actively, not even just, you know, not even just in Jesus, literally taking death and bringing back to life, but literally even through death as we face it now, mm-hmm. having life still be reminiscent and relevant yeah. through that. It's a huge thing. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's a good point that you brought up. Like, I mean, that's like, I don't know, something that I've wanted, like I needed to hear kind of thing, you know, but um, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I never really looked at it that way of like, you know, bringing, bringing death to life again, you know, and it's crazy. And this is how like God works and stuff like that. Cause it is true. Like I, I do everything in my life right now for my dad, you know, like I am pursuing the career that my dad never had the opportunity to pursue. You know, it's crazy. Life is crazy. Yeah. People are crazy. The world is crazy, but God is good. Well, we have reached the uh, one hour mark, and I think one hour of hearing 
hearing us talk. <laughs> yeah, is, I was rambling. <laughs> is is uh, more than enough. But um, are comments a thing on podcasts? I know we're posting this to YouTube. Well, yeah, I mean, you probably comment on on YouTube and stuff like that. But I don't think I mean you could comment on anything else. Hmm. But yeah, this will be on YouTube, and then we're going to try to put it on all the other streaming services that all you guys like. Y'all like Apple Music, Spotify, all that jazz. Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Napster. <laughs> Just kidding. LimeWire. Yeah, I was about to say you want to download it, LimeWire. Go for um, it. You guys are probably too young for that, but it's no, okay. But uh, if you if you made it all the way through this, um, thank you, first of all. And um, mm-hmm. DM the well Instagram. Yeah. And let us uh, let us know what you thought of this. Um, topics that you want us to talk about in the future. Questions. Yeah, questions, comments, yeah. concerns, anything that you might need or or want us to talk mm-hmm. about. Or you know, even yeah, again, questions. Yeah, we love answering questions to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. Um, even if like our answers are kind of weird and convoluted, we love answering them. Um, but. I think is it cool if I pray for us and yeah. then, uh, we'll, uh, we'll close out of this. Oh God. Thank you. Uh, just thank you for being you. Um, thank you for just being able to take, um, being able to comfort us in our fear and our loneliness and, um, giving us what we need to, move forward like you did with Elijah and taking something even as awful as death and making something beautiful out of it. And in this time, in this scary time that we're living in where there's this weird, crazy uh, viral, insanely contagious disease that we don't know much about. And there are people who are, (laughs) just blatantly avoiding stopping the spread of this disease and the economy is just spiraling out of control and all these crazy things are happening. Please just let us not forget that you're here. Let us not forget that you love us and that you are always going to make a way for us that your plan is always good, that you are always good God and that you will never let us down. We just thank you for that truth and that, that, that peace that we can find in that. And let us not forget that. Let us run to you when we are feeling uh, despair, when we are feeling afraid, when we are feeling, uh, just, just down, God, let us run to you and give it to you. And just thank you again, um, for giving us the opportunity to use technology and the internet, um, to connect together and to not be alone. And let us just remember that we are all in this together, that we are all, uh, fighting this disease together. And we are all fighting this loneliness, this fear, this frustration, together and that you are with us and we are with each other. We thank you so much, God. We love you. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen.
Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you or hear. No, you will hear us. Is that how that works? We'll get better at this. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye. Bye. always good God and that you will never let us down we just thank you for that truth and that 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 peace that we can find in that and let us not forget that let us run to you when we are feeling uh, despair when we are feeling afraid when we are feeling uh, just just down God let us run to you and give it to you.
just thank you again um, for giving us the opportunity to use technology and the internet um, to connect together and to not be alone. And let us just remember that we are all in this together, that we are all uh, fighting this disease together, and we are all fighting this loneliness, this fear, this frustration together, and that you are with us and we are with each other. We thank you so much, God. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you or hear. No, you will hear us. You'll hear us next week. Is that how that works? Yeah. We'll get better at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bye.